0: Do you know that it wasn't your fault, that there was nothing you could have done to change that situation, and that you should have never had to work that hard just to be loved? Do you know that you deserved to have had your needs met, to have had your feelings validated, to have been supported and comforted during your darkest, most agonizing hour, instead of being abandoned? sorry that this world can be so cruel sometimes. I don't get it, but I do want you to know that it was never your fault and that it's okay. You are okay. And I know that you thought you wouldn't be able to get through this, especially alone, but look at you doing it. Welcome to another episode of the On Call Empath. You're listening to the Top 10 Recovery Podcast on the web. For those that you've been following me for almost two years now, we are heading towards 300 episodes, hundreds of guests from all over the world, experts. um, I can't tell you how grateful i am for all of you guys coming with me on my journey we are growing so many people are writing in um i'm also doing coaching um things are going well and as i promised i wanted to take a little different um dive into today's topic with forgiveness and if it's necessary to heal um I told a lot of you guys I'm gonna be more personal, be more vulnerable, um, and just let you guys know you're not alone because hell, I went through hell myself, and I'm not ashamed to talk about it. There are certain places that I will not talk about my past um, <clears throat> in the right you know place in the right time. Not everybody deserves to know your past. Nor does nor should you trust anyone with you know your personal information of what you went through because a lot of people just don't get it, especially in today's world. And if you did go through abuse or any type of trauma, abandonment, you know somebody that you loved and in you just they just walked out of your life, you know, I am really sorry that happened to you. But I also want to give you some good hope that it is possible to actually come out and live your best life ever and learn from it and grow from it and come back even stronger. Um, for me to do this podcast is is a blessing. It's It gives me a chance to give a platform to thousands and thousands of people that may have given up. Um I get a lot of emails, personal emails, um, stating that, hey, you know, I'm over the hill. You know, I I, I have several uh, people that abandoned me. They hurt my kids. Uh, they ruined my life. And I'm hanging on by a string. And, and I hear you. I hear you. And that's why I'm doing this episode. Um, maybe, you know, you're just a, a person right now that is just trying to take it day by day and that's okay too. And that's why I want to dive into this episode um, and go over, you know, what do we do after, you know, severe trauma or somebody abandoned us? Um, What are some of the steps to forgiveness or do we need to forget, forgive and forget? Is that part of the healing process? Is that necessary? These are some of the things we're going to cover but before we get into this this whole thing, I'm going to share with you a quick uh, story that just happened to me not too long ago where I opened up my my heart, my soul to one person. And I don't know if you've ever been in love or you thought you were in love where you've shared everything with one human being and you trusted them. And then one day it they just... Abandoned you, you know, they they took your heart, they took it, something very precious, and then they just put it in the blender, threw it in the garbage, and walked away like nothing happened. That traumatic experience still haunts me today, and I think it's very relevant that I talk about that, um, because I know firsthand what it's like, because every day, something that I do will remind me of this person, or I might get angry all of a sudden, or I might, you know, think, like, what could I have done differently, or I might look at a picture or an artifact or some sort of jewelry that I got from them. Um, it's constant reminder, and it is very tough um, to forgive and forget. But I am trying, and that's why one day at a time is is my method. You know, that's what I use. And if I slip up and you know I'm I'm thinking about all these things at once, it's gonna drive you crazy. So we're gonna dive into this a little bit more just to kind of figure out how you can just keep moving forward and not let the past trauma continue to haunt you, whether you're at work. At home with your kids, you know, having fun. Even when you're with people, it kinda pops in your mind. I know for me, like, um I went out with a couple of friends and then something will come into my mind or I'll see something and it will remind me of of that person. I'm just gonna watch it. It's gonna be like a cloud, right? You know, the cloud kinda goes by. Don't try to fight it, let it come, let it go. Don't try to make sense of it. Don't try to analyze it because it will kind of drive you crazy. And I'm blessed to have some really good friends. Um, Probably a lot of you guys are listening. Uh, I don't want to drop any names, but you guys know who you are, who's been helping me through this process myself, even being a coach. You know, I'm not afraid to say that I'm vulnerable too. that. I need coaching from like experts too, but I have people that guide me as well. So I want to say thank you to those people that are probably listening right now that are supporting my podcast and, um, things like that. So jumping in number one, I'm going to talk about five things, um, that you can do to kind of move forward and forgive and forget and, um, and start living your best life, especially after abuse. Number one, we, you know, tend to avoid emotions, especially anger, um, you know feelings of betrayal um you know things like that what happens is when you repress those things um i know for me at least i i get pain you know in my neck my back um i'm in a bad mood um so one thing that i do notice that when i do think of this scenario that i just had with this person that i loved um i get a lot of emotions of sadness anger depression sometimes i You know, I I feel numb, you know, and those are all okay. So anyone that tells you you shouldn't feel those things, it's not good, you should let go. I don't buy that. Let your mind go where it needs to go and then feel what you need to feel and then move on. I don't try to get out of the anger once I'm in it or I don't try to get out of the depression once I'm in it. I let it pass like the clouds, Use that analogy in everything that you do, look at the clouds that and before a storm, a sunshine comes, a rainbow comes. Just let it do run its course. but more importantly, our emotions are very fragile, so in that sense, when you're out and about and then you know something triggers you you might get angry, you might get you know some anxiety. I I just look at it as the cloud method. I, I look at it as it is, it is going to pass and I'm not going to try to solve or uh, analyze, you know, what's going on at that moment. Maybe when I, you know, later on, but at that moment, I just observe. So number one is observe your emotions. Don't try to fight it. Um, talk about it to people that you trust, you know, but don't feel bad because you're, you're feeling it. Um, because you've been through a lot, and when you've been through a lot, when you repress even more those feelings into your stomach, into your subconscious, bad things happen. Number two is no more excuses for these abusers. Um, I used to always, when I talked to other people about you know how wonderful this person was, how loving they were in the beginning, and how they treated me so well and they took me out to eat and they told me everything I wanted to hear but I I said what about that you know like they're so loving they're so empathetic but are they really would as somebody who's really caring really abandon somebody or just get up and leave what kind of human being does that without any explanation Or maybe their intentions was to hurt me. You know, I don't know. I'm not here to analyze or judge. Maybe they went through trauma themselves and they didn't know how to deal with it. Whatever the reason is, I'm not going to make excuses and nor should you. If you were with a narcissist for years and they were good 90% of the time and 10% of the time they used to beat you and your kids, it's bad. Um... I don't care if they're 90% taking care of you financially, loving you, giving you all the love that you want, treating you with respect and dignity 90% of the time, it's that 10% that it it just ruins all of it. You cannot have somebody just, you have to have them 100% every time. So what I see a lot of times is uh, when I speak to people in my coaching, they they will always highlight the the good things the good times and how they showed some empathy here and there or they're you know they were loving in the beginning i don't know what happened then they turned into this monster at the end that's how narcissists operate that's what manipulators do that's how they get you hooked so don't give any excuses for these abusers you don't have to defend them you don't have to tell people well you know it was it was half and half So I guess they're like somewhat of a good person. Either you're good or you're bad. You know, just you don't harm people. You don't go out and intentionally try to hurt somebody and then not take accountability. Uh, Number three, forgiveness is not mandatory for healing. So you don't have to forgive somebody to move on. Um, I know I came to my peace and I forgave my abuser. My, I should say, abusers, uh, plural. (laughs) But I don't think I was, uh, you know, if you asked me 10 years ago, you know, do I forgive them? I'd say, hell no. I hope they burn in hell. I would never forgive them. And I noticed as I got older, that did not help me overall in my healing process. Now, I want you to think about forgiveness as something you do for yourself you're not doing this for the person that hurt you. you're doing it to better yourself, to move on to you know to to keep going in a direction forward. You're, you, it has it has little to do with the actual abuser, but you're forgiving them, but you're not forgetting what they did. Um, I don't know when I was at my lowest point, I didn't want to hear it. I wanted this person to burn in hell. Um, but as I did the work, and I started to ask myself, do I want to, you know, go around life holding all these grudges? Do I want to be in my, you know, be regretful when I'm old, saying that this person did this to me, this this person did this to me? I have so much more love and so many more people to meet. Do I really want to waste my energy on hate and wanting someone to suffer? I did before. Obviously, this podcast, talking to 150 guests, talking to experts, meditating, journaling, working on myself, self-actualization, I found out that, yes, I can forgive, but I won't forget, obviously, and I can move on, and I can show this person that I'm going to get back at you By making the best version of myself. And a lot of people don't understand that. It's like how are they going to suffer if I'm the best version of myself? Well, if the user saw me today, they would be like, wow. They came out of the rubble that I put them through and now look at them. I've got a top 10 podcast. I'm successful in a lot of areas of business. I have a lot of connections. People like me. You know, that look up to me. I'm a coach. I have a social media company. I have a lot of things going on, which I never thought I would after the abuse because I I couldn't function for a while. But now, like, what happened? How did this guy come out of this? Like, I thought I ruined him for good. The biggest F you can do, the biggest middle finger you can give to get redemption is not revenge, but to better yourself, to meet somebody, probably relive your life, you know, get find somebody to live your life that's going to treat you well, you know, be good to yourself, you know, try to be the best version of yourself and try to get your boundaries up and not have low self-esteem and let people walk over you. These are all things that I used to do with my abusers but after the uh, you know the traumatic experience especially with this last uh, relationship I had everything changed I did a 180 I, I you know and that leads me to number four is you know holding people accountable having boundaries and protecting yourself all this comes from the abuser so you can thank them because if I didn't go through this last relationship or the person that abused me before, couple of abusers. I would continue to live the life that I was living with poor boundaries, low self-esteem, not speaking up. But because of these people, I actually became a better version of myself. I'm now able to ask for what I want. I'm able to take more risks. I'm able to be more confident. I'm able to attract the right people. And as I work on my health, my mental health, more and more like-minded people come up to me. I'm getting tons of emails every day from people thanking me on what I do. A lot of people are lined up wanting to be guests on the show because they know a lot of people listen. How am I getting that positive energy? Why are people reaching out to me like that? It's a vibe that I'm giving. A vibe that I did not have because of of what happened in the past. And I could live in the past and say, Well, I've been abused, so I'm just going to use that as a crutch and not move forward with my life. And I have nothing going for me, and I'm broken. So I'm just going to stay broken and probably just you know be around people that keep me down and if you're one of those people and you're in an environment where you're constantly being brought down it's a negative maybe you're being abused still that plays a big role because we are the people that we hang around with we are our environment if you're in a situation like that try to even be secluded and be alone Um, Try to meet people that are on your wavelength. Go non-contact if you have to. And that leads me to my final point is number five is stop. Um, Stop trying to get closure and trying to get this person to own up and to see what they did wrong. Make them feel your pain. Don't look for an apology. You're never going to get it. I'm going to say that one more time. You're not going to get apology. And if you do get an apology, I would really look at it as if it's really sincere or not. I don't expect an apology from any of these abusers, these manipulators. A lot of them have mental health issues. A lot of them have big egos. They're a classic narcissist. Some of them have um personality disorders my last relationship is, everybody else is wrong they are right they live in a small lens and they see their life through that lens since they were a child you're talking to a 2 year old you're not going to get closure you're not going to get somebody to admit that a 2 year old doesn't know what's going on they're never going to admit to you that throwing that toy at your head was wrong They just don't have the capacity to do so. And I'm using this example because that's exactly what you're going to get. Somebody that's abusing you probably knows it. And they probably are going to continue to doing it to someone else if it's not you. So with that said, these are the five things that I've learned to kind of move forward in healing again i am so sorry that you went through this if you went through a traumatic experience with somebody that hurt you and you're looking for some sort of accountability someone to come back and say i'm sorry you're not going to get that but you what you can do is be the best version of yourself give them the f you and say look what you created look what you made me into They're either going to crush you and you're going to get worse or you're going to use that as fuel to get where you need to go in life and be the best version of yourself. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. Don't just listen to this episode and log off and go about your day. Do something. Take some actions. Write down on a piece of paper what are five things you're going to do and then write a couple things that you're grateful for and then know that this trauma, this will be a part of your life, but it's not going to define who you are. You can move through it. I'm living proof of it. I've been through hell and back. And I will explain more about my personal life as I do this podcast. I know it take it took me a lot of episodes to get comfortable speaking to the world about what I've been through. But as I get more comfortable, as I get more, you know, specialists um, on this podcast, more famous people, more people that are very much experts in their field of study. I can discuss these things um, from a scientific standpoint to back up, and then you know, speak my truth. And that's what I'm asking you guys to do. When you log off from here, don't think that there's no options. You might feel trapped. You might feel like I've always been like this. And yeah, I might do good for a couple days and then I'm back to normal. Might be doing good for another day and then back to normal. That's how healing works. You're not going to have a perfect seven day week where you're hitting it on par every day. I have a good day and then five days from now it might be shit and I don't do anything. And then I do have another good day. Then I go another week of not anything happen. But the days that you do it, it does add up. I mean, for me... I have a routine. I write in my journal. I talk to other people like-minded that are positive, that are empaths. I do a podcast on it. I only let certain people in my life. And when I even go out, um I could sense certain people that are my level. I was at a restaurant the other day. I gave my on-call empath card to a person who I felt like I was drawn to, got some energy, got some good feedback. They liked the Facebook page and now we're friends and it it just spreads like that. and And I'm asking you guys not to forgive and forget. I'm asking you to take your life and turn it around for the good because it's not over yet. You have a lot of life to live and you know I'm here. Feel feel free to reach out if you need anything. I am taking coaching clients and this podcast is going to the moon. Um, hundreds and thousands of downloads, more guests, 300 episodes coming, moving up the ranks. I am on fire and I can honestly say I'm happy to say that and confidently. It was just like I started it in my first episode two years ago. I'm like, this is not going to go anywhere. Who's going to want to listen to my story on abuse and all this stuff? Nobody. Now, I got my question answered. This'll, you don't have to stay quiet. But I urge you, obviously, not to share your personal life with anyone. Because in my experience, you only share it with people that you are comfortable with and you trust. So hopefully this is that place. And stay tuned for the next episode. Always keep moving forward, guys, and we are out. You're listening to the On Call pat.